0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up. Howard Better and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. I don't even know if it's on YouTube. Just one of those things that I just keep saying. Uh, rambling on. Uh, what is going on, Adam? How are you today?
1: Uh, doing well. Just another day and hoping that we don't get too many injuries across the NFL.
0: Oh, dude. It's the injuries right now in the NFL are are absolutely brutal. I mean, so far now. All right. So Kenny Galladay, uh, he's banged up again, right? Left practice with a leg injury. Um, Wentz, we all know with the foot. His offensive lineman uh, is uh, is also banged up with the same injury. Devonta Smith, knee. Marquise Brown, hamstring. Uh, Curtis Samuel groin COVID. I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's mounting already. And, uh, I mean, are, are you getting hit in some of your teams right now that you've, uh, that you've already drafted?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any makers. I had Michael Thomas in one, they got drafted. Wentz as a backup in one. He wasn't really a target for me, but it was a backup that I waited on. do have a little deck and you know he's not throwing right now he's throwing with his left hand um doesn't sound like it's too serious but you never know so i think uh you know i did benefit with uh daryl henderson i got him in a couple leagues like round 11 12 13 before the acres so that was the one positive Uh, i do have a lot of paris campbell um so that i mean he was cheap but you know, you don't feel good as good about that right now. So it, it's kind of difficult to not get hit, especially when you do multiple drafts. So, yeah, we still have a, a month to go. There's preseason games and more training camps. So uh, we're not in the clear yet.
0: So I'm curious as to why you're uh, you're not concerned at all, really, with Dak Prescott. Because uh, I was talking to Bowden today, and, you know, I mean, obviously Bowdoin's, you know, Mr. Cowboy as well. Um, he's concerned. Like he's he he's worried that it's a lat issue, and it's uh, you know going to be something that uh, that could linger uh, for a little while now. I mean, not in the sense that you know. I mean, we're not worried yet that he's going to miss Week One, but you know, they're definitely holding him out of the. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's he wouldn't play in the Hall of Fame game anyway. But the first week of preseason probably isn't going to take a single snap. Uh, maybe not even until like the third week of preseason will he take a snap. Yeah, look, anytime there's any
1: type of injury in the preseason, I'd rather them sit out. So I think that's what teams do. They're very cautious. Any side. I mean, Debo Samuel today had some type of groin issue. You're going to sit him out. Like, there's no need to push it. For what? And especially Dak, he's coming off the ankle issue in the foot and the said that he was responding well, everyone that saw him in camp. And I think when you don't throw for so long and then you're throwing day after day after day, it tends to be some soreness. So they are they have him out there running in drills, not throwing, but from all indications, they're just being cautious with him. So if you want to push him down your draft board, you can. not But I think you see this with a lot of teams. Anytime there's any sign of anything, there's no need to push it. It's August 3rd. The goal is to play for the Cowboys, I believe, opening September 9th, that Thursday night. So that's what you're worried about. The rest of this month doesn't matter. Uh, and especially with Dak, he's so important to the team. So I think it makes sense for the team to be conservative here. And maybe we'll find out more when Hard Knocks airs.
0: Maybe we will find out more when Hard Knocks airs. I unfortunately won't be catching a single episode of Why? Hard Knocks. You don't like Hard Knocks? It's a good show. Um, you know, I, no, I really don't like it that much. I didn't think it was that great of a show. I'm trying to remember a couple of years ago when I was watching, it just didn't really um who was it? I guess it was the, was it the Raiders? Yeah, it was the Raiders one. But I was just I was watching the uh, you know, a couple episodes of that. It made me hate the players more to be perfectly honest.
1: Well, I mean, I like it. It gives you a
0: glimpse behind the
1: scenes and see the personalities more. So I enjoy it. I, I think it's good. I don't think we get
0: enough of that. No, I don't think we get enough of that either. But, well, I mean, we don't get enough of the positive. We get a shit ton of the negative behavior of football players. Let's, let's you know, and coaches, too, for that matter. It's not just the players. It's the coaches and the teams, too. It's just, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know, man. I just, I have a hard time with that, with football. I, I'd much prefer a show like that take place in, in baseball. Right. And, and be able to like sit and hang out like in the clubhouse and really catch some of that. Like I, I just, I, that I would prefer, you know, football for me, it's, I don't know, man, it's just a, it's a, it's a sport that just mm, celebrates the, uh, the, the negative a little too much um
1: i guess i don't know i mean i I like the show so obviously seeing the cowboys i like the problem is though is that if you like players on that team we know that they get a bump in drafts i mean we're already seeing it anyway with cd lamb because he's on social media highlights videos every single day so right. you know yeah. we talk about the benefits of drafting early There's obviously the negative side. If you had a Cam Akers, Michael Thomas, but in early drafts, you could have gotten C.D. Lamb, excuse me, in round four. Not anymore. I mean, he's creeping up towards late second, early third round. I think in the NFFC drafts since July 31st, he's gone as early as 25. And that means when we get to the big events late August, September, he might creep his way into the second round.
0: Yeah, he could very well creep into the second round. I mean, yeah, we were talking about him today on the uh, Fantasy Alarm Show, just talking about how his ADP is uh, consistently climbing. We were talking about uh, the idea of stacking and, like, you know, where you would have to draft guys if you were looking to stack, uh, you know, a team for a contest like the FFPC or the NFFC or, you know, something that's got, like, a big – overall kind of a, a a prize to it where stacking is a, a legitimate possibility there. And you know, yeah, we we're like, yeah, you take C D Lamb in like the third. You have to take Dak in like the fifth. Um but then you could probably, you know, you wait a, a you know a bunch of rounds there. You could uh you could either stack them with uh with Gallup or you know even you know go super cheap and go Jarwin. But you know Why is it? Why is it, though, here? Let me ask you this one here, because this is about hard knocks in general. Like, why? How many years has this show been on now? Five? No, more than that. How many years?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think it's been at least 10, maybe more. Really? Oh, yeah. On a while. I think it's definitely more than 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. That's been a show that's been on. This might be like the
0: third time the Cowboys are on it. Every team that HBO Hard Knocks has covered. Wow, since 2001.
1: Yeah, I knew it was a while.
0: Holy shit, I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that. Ravens, Cowboys, Chiefs, Cowboys again in 08. They've been on it. I think this is the third or fourth time. Yeah, Bengals, Jets, Dolphins, Bengals again. Atlanta, Houston. I mean... Obviously, I'm assuming that a team has to approve.
1: Yes, which is why you don't see New England on that list.
0: Right. Cleveland, Oakland, Rams, and Chargers simultaneously, and we're back to the Cowboys. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Where You know what would have interested me this year? Seriously, as bad as it sounds, the Jaguars. Like, I really am curious as to how – uh, some of the pros view a guy like Urban Meyer coming in. Yeah, that would have been fine for me. You know, I guess maybe that's what it's... I didn't realize this show's been on for 20 fucking years. Get out of town. I mean, they yeah. haven't done they haven't done a, a, an ep- a, a every single year. There's nobody in 2011. But damn, dude, that was crazy. How did I not know that? Because don't I don't like watch, it,
1: you it. so you don't watch. There was I'm no surprised 2000... you don't get the buzz, though. People oh, look, there was, was no the
0: 2003, no 2004, no 2005, no 2006. There's none of that.
1: It's, it's still been on a long time.
0: It has. I'm. I'm very. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe that's my negativity right there. Like, why am I seeing a third episode, a third season of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, it's a different group.
1: What's that? It's a different group. Again, the other and the teams do need to improve. There's certain teams. I'm sure that say no. Obviously, with Belichick, there's no way he's letting in fucking
0: cameras. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Yeah, no, I get that it's a different group. But, you know, just share the love with the teams. Give me the storylines. What's the you know, I mean. Is is the Dallas Cowboys storyline that much bigger than say Urban Meyer or some of the coaching you know changes that we've seen?
1: Oh, it's up there. I mean, it's Dak coming back from injury. They obviously have an explosive offense. Is the defense going to be good enough? And they're a popular team. So um, you, I mean, look, every team has storylines, but I'm sure there's a lot of teams that immediately say no, right? And clearly, the Cowboys don't mind it because they've been multiple times. There's a lot of teams that are probably, I bet you the Giants said no, the way Judge is, Belichick uh, disciple. So yeah. it's probably a lot of teams that just said, no, nope, we're not interested.
0: Oh, yeah. Jerry's like lapping it up, man. Oh, yeah. He's he like, loves it. Jerry's like, like, yeah. He's like on, on his knees just, you know, with his mouth open. He's like, yeah, 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 definitely. Hard knocks every year. Every year. He's like, yeah, you guys are welcome anytime. Come on into Jerry's world. <laughs> God help us. God help us. Um, all right. So let me ask you about your, uh, your thoughts on, on stacking. Cause it was, it was a hot topic. We got a lot of callers on it today, just uh, you know, about the strategy in general, because you know, here was my caveat. If it's a redraft league, just like a regular redraft league, I might pair a quarterback and a wide receiver or a quarterback and a tight end, but I'm not doing a full stack in a a regular redraft league. It has to have like a big overall. And and I'm not going to sit there and like, I'm not going to do a a, a counter stack of like, you know, a a quarterback, a running back and a wide receiver, because that's sort of, you know, it's it's counterintuitive to each other. Usually if the running back's doing really well, that quarterback's not really passing all that much. Now, yeah, there are certain circumstances where you could say, Well, they're going to you know, they're all going to eat, but, you know, it's 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 more the the rarity than anything else. So that's that's my caveat for stacking. But what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think if it's organically, sure. You know, if you're forcing it, it's not a good idea. Obviously, if you're playing in a high stakes league with a big prize, it helps. Right. Because you know, your quarterback throws a touchdown to the receiver, say the receiver scores two touchdowns in a week and the quarterback throws four, now you're in great shape. So like a stack that probably won a lot of money last year was Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and that was cheap. You know, Diggs was fifth, sixth round. Allen was later than that. So that's one that you could have easily gotten and you didn't force it. So now you're trying to find it. Uh, Obviously, the Cowboys are going to be a popular stack. Um, It's a little... Costly. Well, not really. I mean, you could get, like you said, Lamb in the third, Dak in the fifth or sixth. So it's not too bad. I mean, it's very tough to stack the Chiefs uh, because Kelsey's round one, Tyreek some leagues late round one, early round two, and Mahomes in the third or fourth. So that one's difficult to do. And then you can wait and get McCall Hartman and cross your fingers and hope that this is the year for him. So I just think it's something that you do organically and don't force it, but in a home league you don't need to do it
0: um no, I don't think you need to do it in the uh in in the home league um especially yeah again in a redraft i mean I was i think anything you know that you're not forcing if you're you know doing an organic thing, yeah, I mean it's you know that you can't look at it and say oh well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take you know i'm gonna make sure that i I get this stack uh, and it's going to be like in lieu of, you know, uh, you know, taking a better player. That's that that doesn't work. And actually, there was one caller who was asking about that um, if he was drafting late and he wanted, you know, he was protecting Justin Herbert in the 15th round, you know, and he had the uh, I don't remember what pick he had. He was like, but, you know, do I take Eckler there in that first round? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it depends on who's there. When it comes to you, if there's a running back who's there that I have ranked <clears throat> higher than Eckler, that's the player I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna worry about the stack. And I think that's you know that's important for for anything that you do. you know you you can't you can't push something there um, you know and 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 pass up on a on a better player for that. Like that wouldn't happen. Like if I'm sitting there and I've got Herbert in the fifteenth round. And I've got like, say, you know, the number four pick. And the question is, is do I take, you know, Eckler and, and you know, do a stack or do I take Zeke? I'm going to take Zeke, not to mention the fact that I'm not going to stack a quarterback with a running back.
1: Yeah, I'm no, OK having the same quarterback and running back if it works out. You know, it's not ideal, but especially if it's a pass catching running back, not the worst thing in the world, but it's not something that you're looking to target. So, yeah, most times you're going to take the highest-ranked player, but if you, it's a receiver in the middle rounds and you have the quarterback and you have them real close, you're probably going to lean towards the wide receiver uh, with the quarterback that you already have. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, I ran into that, actually. And the question was, was, you know, do I take, you know, do I take Mike Williams or Michael Gallup? And I had Justin Herbert you know, and, and the question is, you know, A, do I think that I can get them both or B, you know, what's more important to me and, you know, in, in making that happen. And I actually, um, I went against the stack and I took Michael Gallup because, you know, it's a still a high octane offense and he's still going to get, you know, a bunch of the work and, um, you know, whatever. And it came back around and I was able to get Williams anyway. So it, you know, kind of, kind of help me out there a little bit, but you know, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm dealing with. Yeah. I think
1: you usually in that situation, if it's a tournament, a big tournament, then you're going to go with the receiver who you have the quarterback. It worked out for you that you got both. I mean, Gallup just has Gallup is really good, man. I watch him a lot. He's the deep guy, his numbers are misleading from last year because Dak was out. But when Dak was in there, you know, his yards per target were, were extremely high. And you, the other facet you have is if one of those receivers goes down, now Gallup gets a huge target share. And you're talking about a league winner that you're getting around eight. So uh, that's if Dak is healthy, obviously. But, you know, we say that with everyone. I mean, I know Dak's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder issue right now, but um, injuries are a big part of the game.
0: Yeah, injuries are a big part of the game, no doubt about it. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move. Uh, keep with the uh, the fantasy football talk. What I want to do is uh, I got to uh, I got to pay a couple of bills here and uh, and and then let's talk a little Rasbol draft here. Adams is still going on <laughs> for some inane reason. Mine wrapped up already. We'll talk about that on the other side. All right, Adam, 20-round Razz Bull draft. (laughs) What is going on in yours that it is still going on?
1: No idea. just feels like there's been a couple times the clock ran out, and I don't understand why it's taken so long. Uh, I will say it feels like the 17th and 18th round were quicker than the previous rounds, but, yeah, I still have three picks to go, so – Yeah, one of these uh, long drafts. I see a lot of others have done, and we
0: are still going. That's just brutal to me. It really is, because, you know, (laughs) I guess what what bugs me the most, and listen, I know you're getting into, you know, you know what you're getting into when you're doing a slow draft. Everybody is so gung-ho about it, right? They're starting, you know, group chats, And and everybody's talking about everybody's tweeting about it, this, that and the other thing. Like, how do you lose steam that quickly that it it ends up where, you know, you're in like, you know, you're in the 10th round and like three guys are timing out at that point.
1: Look, I understand everyone has different situations. I have no idea what these guys lives are like. I don't know their family situation, kids, work, and all that, because we know there are a lot of people who take in these industry drafts that are not full-time in the industry. I am blessed and fortunate to do this. So I spend a lot of time online, you know, on Twitter. I'm always doing research, uh, you know, when I'm not on a broadcast or a podcast or draft, I'm doing research, looking at numbers. So I have that uh, advantage. But at the same time, you know, this weekend or in the past week, I've been on the beach. I'm checking to see if I'm on the clock. I was at a Mets game. I was checking when I'm on the clock. And after sex, I grab my phone and see if I'm on the clock. (laughs) I'm committed to this. I'm not going to expire. So there's a level of commitment. Let's be honest. Everyone has their fucking phone in their hand at some point, right? That's just the way we are now. You get emails on your phone. So, I don't understand how consistently you're timing
0: out or draining the clock. I don't understand it at all either. I, I really don't. Um, I'm, you know, I'm like you, blessed to be in this industry and and spend a lot of time in front of the computer. But, yeah, even when I'm not in front of the computer, uh, I'm sitting there, hanging out with my wife. or watching a movie. You know what? I'm checking my phone. Listen, I, I get the updates, right? I get the email saying that you know, you know, if you're doing on the uh, the NFFC, you know, it's like it tells you you get an email update when the round comes to the end. You can get an email with pick by pick. If oh, you see, I don't even do that. I just when when I'm on deck and when the round ends, just so you know, I can like gauge it timing wise you know, and go from there. And that way, you know, I give myself a little bit of notice that, you know, if I'm in the middle of something, I can, you know, I still, it registers in my head that, okay, got to make sure I still at least make my pick. I got four hours to do it and, you know, whatever. I mean, but, but I try to take care of it in a timely fashion just to get it out of the way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you should be checking frequently, Or like you said, have an idea, okay, I'm coming up soon, so let me prepare. Or if you know, hey, I'm going to be away, I'm going away with the family, it's a Saturday, you know what, let me just uh, queue it up and put myself on auto. And a couple people have done that in this draft, but not really a lot. So, I mean, there's, yeah, so I've been in two of the slower drafts of these industry drafts. My fishbowl, I think, lasted longer than yours as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, pretty much... uh, I think that's – yeah, it's the last industry slow draft. I am doing a DraftKings ball slow draft right now, and uh, that one is kind of going slow too. I
0: don't understand it, man. I mean I do understand it, but, you know. I also think maybe now people are
1: trying to take their time because we are getting injuries. It, it, it's right. training camp. So, I mean, I don't know. There hasn't been anything significant recently, though, that like, oh, my God, I got to get this guy now. I mean, these injuries that we spoke of previously, they're all like, you know, day to day. It's not like, oh, no, Carson Wentz went down and I got to grab someone. No, you know, you're kind of downgrading more in that situation. So there really hasn't been anything yet. But I guess they're just hoping like, oh, especially in these later rounds. Right. You hear one of these running backs goes down. Oh, no, I got to get the backup. But I mean, we're in round 18, bro. It's like the third string running backs at this point.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're not putting in like massive thought into it, and you're not, you know, you're not going to sit there and like, you know, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to say you're not going to find a league winner, but the chances of it um, are, 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 I mean, look fairly the, slim.
1: Look at the last few picks: Ahmed, Goldman, P. Ryan, Crowder, Roundtree, Bowden, Cole.
0: JV and Hawkins. I mean, come on, man. Like, like, what are the, we doing? The only guy that you just listed there that's going to see regular playing time is Keelan Cole.
1: Right. I mean, again, you're the running backs need an injury in front of them mm-hmm. uh, for something to pop. And that's so, yeah, I, I don't understand at this point why you're taking a ton of time.
0: I don't either, man. I don't either. So tell me what the, what the team sounds like right now. So you just go rather than go, you know, pick by pick. Let's just do positions, you know, hit me with the quarterbacks first and then go from there.
1: Uh, quarterbacks are Jalen hurts and Justin Fields. Running backs are McCaffrey, CEH, Michael Carter, Zach Moss, jerk McKinnon receivers are AJ Brown, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Juju Beckham, Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell and Marquez
0: Calloway. And tight ends are Higby and Cole commit. Oof. I don't like your tight ends. Nah, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I think they, 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 will they be fine? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan of either one. I mean, I just, you know, whatever they're doing in, in Chicago is really just kind of, it's, it's a head scratcher. I mean, you've got Jimmy Graham still there. He's not blocking. They brought in Jesse James so that he could block. But what are you going to do? Are you going to do a three tight end set? Are you going to bench Jimmy Graham to, you know, after everything that you're paying him? Or is Cole Komet going to suffer? Like That's kind of where I'm at with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, he started to play more snaps down the stretch last year. And they took this guy, spent draft capital on him. So I think they're going to use him more in the past game. And it's not like they have a lot of weapons there. It's Al Robinson, Mooney, and that's pretty much it. You know, Tariq Cohen is still not healthy. Um, He's weeks away from being activated. They said he's limping around. Um, We've already seen Nagy say they expect uh, Comet to see an increased role this season. So we usually see tight ends don't do much in their rookie year. So I think he'll be more involved this year.
0: Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll definitely see. you know, Higby really just kind of depends on what McVay does with that that crew. I mean, that's, you know, there were times where he looked fine. You know, I think the big problem, I guess the big problem that I have with everybody last year was that people were overdrafting Higby last yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Like crazy overdrafting. And he had that one three touchdown game and every Higby truther was like, see, I told you, blah, 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 blah. And then he didn't do shit the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, well, Gerald Everett was there, too. So I think that her, they combined for like 120, 130 targets, uh, and Everett's gone now. So I think that should help. Stafford has looked for the tight end. So, you know, I think he will see better numbers than he did last year.
0: Who did they They have a second? No, they don't have a second tight end.
1: Johnny well, Munt. They drafted Jacob Harris.
0: Oh, they did draft Jacob Harris. Yeah, what did they take him in the fourth round, fifth round?
1: Fourth, uh, round. fourth
0: round. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, rook, rookie tight end, got to learn how to block. Exactly. That's going to be an issue. Um, all right, so I don't like your tight ends. Uh, I like your quarterbacks. They're fine. They're definitely going to produce. Um, give me the the running backs one more time. I heard Michael Carter in there, which is an interesting one. McCaffrey, C.E.H., Carter, Zach Moss, McKinnon. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're set. All right, you're fine there. McCaffrey. Oh, that guy. McCaffrey and C.E.H. C.E.H. fell you all the way to the fucking last pick of the first round.
1: Yeah, well, you know. The second round, I mean. Yeah, well, the guy in front of me, when he timed out, he got James Robinson. (laughs) in front of
0: Uh, you fucked that guy over the entire draft
1: see here's the thing i liked about this nffc queue it had the rankings were way off it had robinson ranked 13th i love that and i think more i wish more draft software was like that because uh i discussed it on alarm after hours last week people get influenced by the queue in front of them it's fucking amazing how they do and Like DraftKings, they do a really good job of updating their shit. They've pushed guys down, and I hate that because it's a crush for people. People see – I guarantee you because I looked at another draft and Robinson went in the second or third round. That's not where he goes. Now, I don't know if that one they timed out too, but people – oh, James Robinson. He's 13th in the queue. Oh, shit. I guess I should probably take him. So I don't know if those people – this is their first draft. They weren't prepared. But the queue influences people. And – I just wish that we had – the rankings were different. Like Michael Carter was buried. Cortland Sutton was buried. None of those guys really felt as much, but I wish that – and it also penalizes people when they time out and they don't set a cue. Good. This guy deserves James Robinson in the second round and Michael Thomas in the third. You didn't set your cue and you went away for your four hours, so good. You know Why should you be rewarded with someone ranked high? So I really wish that these – platforms would just not sort by ADP, man. Let's. Why are we making it easy for people, man? Make people fucking work for this shit. You know, reward the people <laughs> who put in the time and subscribe to Fantasy Alarm and get our... No, I'm serious, man. Like, why? Like, I don't understand why we're making it
0: easier for people. Sort by ADP and all this shit. Why? Why should we do that? Because Yahoo and ESPN don't give a shit, Adam. Well, they- their
1: rankings are... I mean, I haven't done their drafts, but I know their rankings are are bad. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's – I think in that one, you could find a lot of good players lower. They don't – I don't think they would update it. DraftKings, their basketball, they do update it because I'm like, wow, they got guys ranked appropriately. They moved Acres. I don't know where Acres is, but he wasn't near the top. Um, but I'm telling you, man, I wish I could do a study on this. I don't know how I would do it, but people are influenced. By the rankings in the queue in front of them, there's oh, no totally. question in my mind,
0: dude. When I used to do, when I used to do the mock draft army, right? And I used to do it. I I used to, I did it originally on Mock Draft Central. Remember Oops. that? Remember Mock Draft I Central?
1: Do. Absolutely.
0: I used to I used to bug the RotoWire guys about making sure that 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 queue was updated on a regular basis, like like according to the rankings that you know that Erickson was doing each year. So. Um, I used to do it on Mock Draft Central, and that happened. And then I moved it over to—I um, think I moved it over to RT Sports, and uh, and and they they updated their draft room like probably like three or four times during the course of the off season. And so, like all of a sudden, you would get these—you know—you'd look at like the original dra- draft rankings that we we had in front of us. And you were like, what the fuck is this, man? This is just, this is crazy. People are sitting there complaining about it in the draft room. They're like, these rankings are all fucked up, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it would like, you know, like a month later, it would be like, boom. And then everything was sorted by like current ADP. And then everybody's like, oh, shit. You know, this is all happening now. And everything's in front. But you would see, you would watch the ADP rise and fall that I ended up having to start running mock drafts also over on fan tracks just to get a different crew in there and to get a different look at, you know, you know, in draft rankings that, you know, default rankings from the sites uh, to make that happen. Because you're a thousand percent right. People automatically, it's, it's right there in front of them. They don't search through it for anything. They don't, you know, it's like, it's, If it's not there on the uh, on the front page, that's one of the reasons why I I fucking hate when when an auto drafter jumps in. Right. Because then all of a sudden you're looking at you're like, all right, well, I'm never going to get this guy now because this stupid site has him ranked stupid high. And this guy's on auto draft and I'm getting screwed.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, two years ago, I was in a draft and this guy left in the middle of the draft. And so we were all like, "Well, what do you mean to go to do?" And the commissioner is like, "Well, I'm just gonna go off the top 300 ESPN list and take the next guy." I was like, "Damn, man, what happened? I got screwed." Down the list, he takes someone right before me. I'm like, "Really? That's the way we're doing it?" And I know that dude wouldn't have taken him. So, right. You probably have to see. Yeah, you have the same issue on an online draft at the queue. I just, I don't know. I, I know, they want to make it easier for people and search, but I, I think people should put in a little work. And I wish it wasn't sorted by ADP. I just wish it was alphabetical or something. And I know that would maybe make some drafts longer because people would be lost. But you know what? You should be penalized in life if you're not prepared. Right? If you don't show up prepared for work or something, you should be exposed. And print out rankings, have something in front of you, whatever you do. But I just hate this shit because I know what happens. People are like, Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, wow. This guy's mm, Deontay Johnson's ranked pretty high in this queue. Well, I guess I should
0: take him. He's the highest guy there. Yeah, I'll take him. (laughs) I hate that. I do too, man. Drives me, drives me insane. It really does. And it's, you know, and it's so funny too, though, because this is like, this is the stuff that like you and I think of because we do so many drafts, but like, Bob from accounting, who's in the, the staff league, you know, the office league, right? It's the only league that he does. It does He doesn't care. Doesn't matter. Don't you think the – let me see. So you
1: think the casual player – I think they play in at least two leagues, man. You don't
0: think so? I, 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 I don't know. I would I would hope so. I would – you know, I mean – I think the casual yeah.
1: player plays in two to three leagues is my guess. Like I have a friend, a couple of friends who are casual players. and They usually do two, three leagues. They're in my league, a work league, and then maybe their brother. So I think so. I think the casual player plays in at least two leagues. They might do one at work, in the office, one with friends. I, I, I don't think there's many people who play in one league. I could be wrong, though. I haven't done research on this. This is selective bias talking to people and friends. So... Could be wrong, but I just get that sense. And maybe we're also a little bit skewed because we aren't serious XM, Fantasy Sports Radio taking calls. I mean, those are more of the dire fans. But even even the casual people I run into that are not, I feel like they play
0: in multiple leagues. Um, We're going to crowdsource this right now. I'm going to put a poll up on Twitter because, you know, I mean, Fantasy Football Twitter, Adam, that's – yeah, I'm sure like the people who are following us
1: are is a good crowd to to pull.
0: Um, let's go with that. So I'm just gonna do it this way here. Um, how many leagues do you think the casual fantasy football player plays in each year? Uh one, two, three, or four or more. Sound sound reasonable? Sure. All right. How many, how long should I put this leave this poll up for? Three weeks. Three weeks, really? They don't even give you that option, do they? <laughs> uh, no, you can go up to seven days. Really? All right, let's do two days. Two days. There you go. Let's see what happens. Um. Oh, well, here, let me... uh. Crowdsourcing. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that and i will uh, i will hashtag anti up and i will put adam's name in there and i will put fantasy alarm in there so that way we can get all the fun little retweets on this so how many players there it goes and sent so dun dun dun. there we go there you go. We'll have to see. We'll check in. And, uh, and what would I put in for two days? Yeah, we'll check in on that uh, tomorrow. Um, what would you would you would vote for two or three? Mm, two. Yeah, I would. I mean, it, probably. Yeah. I mean, you got to think like, yeah, like a group of friends and then like an office league, that kind of a thing.
1: Yeah like a work league and then some close friends yeah all
0: right all right we shall see should be uh, very very interesting um all right well um Adam and I have a, a a mock draft that we are about to do for the fantasy alarm uh NFL draft guide uh the full article with uh, people's analysis and pick you know uh favorite picks and stuff like that that'll be available in the draft guide, but tomorrow, Adam, let's say we uh, we, uh, we go head-to-head here and we see what our teams look like. Um, any kind of particular strategy? Where are you drafting from tonight? You drafted from ninth. the ninth spot in a 14-teamer. Yeah, yeah
1: which, um, oh yeah, I was going to say uh, FSGA was 14 teams. hmm So do have some experience in that. I think in that one, too, I picked eighth. So I'm just going to use the same strategy, which, which, well, that one, that one, we started three, (laughs) that one, we started three wide receivers. This one's only two.
0: Oh, is this only two? It shouldn't be two.
1: It is. I was going to say something. I'm like, I guess they want it set up that way, but
0: Um, no, why, why wouldn't you? You got to speak up, Adam. You see something, say something.
1: Who set it up? You? Yeah. Uh, See now I, I didn't think I need to babysit you like I do Matt Deutsch.
0: Yeah, dude. Come on. I'm a busy man. I just got back from my wife's mom's funeral.
1: Are you going to be able to change this now since it starts in 20 minutes?
0: I believe I can. Let's see. Rosters. Rosters. I'm the, I'm the fantasy rules police. I you look are at that. I appreciate
1: that. I tell like I do it all. I mean, I preach and I'm like, always know your league rules. And I looked right away. I'm like, oh, interesting. Two wide receivers. That does kind of change things a little bit with one flex. Um. I was kind of a little taken aback by that, but I was like, okay, I guess that's what they
0: want. Uh, That's uh, what I wanted. Wait, why is this not letting me change it now? This better let me change it. Um, Oh, because, yeah, I just have to max starters 10. I just had to change that. Yeah. 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 Look at me helping
1: you out, bro. Should
0: I get rid of kickers and defenses, add three more flexes, and make it a super flex?
1: I wouldn't make it a super flex last minute, but if you – I don't know, because you're – the kicker defense, I mean, you're doing this – I don't know, man, because you're doing this really to help the readers, and most of them play in leagues of a kicker and a defense, right? What's that? They said you're really doing this to help the people in their home leagues, and they use kicker and defense, right? Yes,
0: that is true.
1: I guess so we're that's We're going to have yeah.
0: to leave that. Why? This isn't letting me save it, and that's uh, it's bumming me out now.
1: Is it because it's too close? You should be able to change it, even though it's 18 and a half
0: to go, right? I should, yeah, right? Lineup max, three. Yeah, okay. Um, Oh, I guess the lineup min, I got to. See if I have to adjust this. One. One. This is riveting stuff for yeah, people <laughs> listening in right now. They're like, wow, listen to just listen a, a reminder
1: if you're a commissioner to go through all this stuff. And especially this year, because remember, we have the extra week this year. So I went in and changed that for the GST last night, putting the playoffs to week 15 for week one of the playoffs, which is three weeks. So it'll be 15, 16, 17 this year. So uh, even if you were taking your league from an, your site last year and just duplicating the rules, remember to change your playoffs for format this year.
0: Yeah, what Adam said. Yeah. This isn't, this is bumming me out, man. What the fuck, dude? Now I got to like starting 10, right? 5 6 7 8 9 10. Yeah, yeah. Roster size 16 players, that doesn't change. Right, 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 right. Ah, it's not letting me do it. All right, well, I'm going to have to uh I'm going to have to go and find uh Tim Jensen see if I can uh if I can fix this a little bit. Damn it. Damn it, Adam. Why didn't you speak up earlier? Because I thought that's what you wanted. No. No. Why would I want that? I don't know. Damn it. Curses foiled again. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go fix this. Adam and I will come back. We'll let you know how it all turns out tomorrow. But in the meantime, thank you so much, everybody, for liking and subscribing and tuning in. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Anti-Up Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.